When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is the three-year anniversary Q&A not-so-special, and I'm your boy Leroy, coming at you straight out of the closet with answers to questions from you, the curious listeners at home. We did this last year, and I listened back to that episode just to make sure I don't repeat myself too much. And with that first special, we had a lot of questions about my roots, how I got into podcasting, what my day job is, merch stuff like that. Still no merch, although I might start doing the sticker thing soon. We'll see. If you're a new listener, check out that two-year special to get all those answers if you're interested. Now this year, with those out of the way, I said ask me anything you want, and you guys really took that to heart, and I'll do my best to answer them. Yeah, quite a good turnout this time. A lot of people asking um, multiple questions, so that is cool. So what do you say we get into it? Oh, jeez. Where are my manners? We gotta get some air horn here. Oh yeah, baby. Okay, what the heck. Let's get a joke in and then we will move on with this show. Hey guys, what do tofu and a vibrator have in common? They are both meat substitutes. Alright everybody, hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with a bunch of answers to your burning questions. Excuse me. 
listener question number one. And this one comes in from Redoy Maya. And she says, hello. Do you want to promote your podcast? I am professional podcast promoter. I will subscribe to your organic download rating and lead to your next project. If you would like to promote your podcast, many blessings. Wait a minute. That's that's just a scammer. How'd that get in there? <laughs> boy, oh boy. I tell you, this podcast business ain't easy. Okay, let's get to a real question. This one comes from Surdi. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. S-I-R-D-I. And he says, hey, Leroy. Happy three-year anniversary. I hope this podcast of yours gets way more attention because you deserve it. Aw, thanks, buddy. Anyways, so my question is, how can I convince my wife, Christine, to listen to your podcast? And which episode do you suggest she should listen to to get her hooked up? My name is Serdi, and I wish you have a great vacation with your family. And see you next time. Peace. Thanks for that question there, Serdi. And honestly... If she listens to anything after episode 25, that's where I feel like I really hit my stride. And after that show, I pretty much stand by any episode. I do my best to be entertaining. So if she listens to a couple of the newer ones and she likes me, then maybe she can start off at the beginning and she'll be a little more forgiving of how stiff I was at the start. And if she doesn't like the recent ones, then I guess I might not be for her. So kindly make sure that she's still subscribed to the podcast and uh, she downloads them all, but she doesn't have to listen. <laughs> and uh, Christine, if you're listening right now, I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, let me know if you do or if you don't. It's OK. I won't be offended. OK, next we have Caroline from North Carolina and she's got a bunch of questions here. I'm just going to plow through them. She actually gave her own answers, which I appreciated. So here we go. If you were an object, what would you be? I would be an orange chair, and my friend would be a pink cup, for examples. Okay. <laughs> Me, I think I would like to be a, a toilet in the men's room at a Taco Bell. I think I'd see a lot of action there. Next, she says, what's your favorite vitamin or supplement? Mine is biotin. I donate my hair every four years. Okay. That's very generous of you. I don't have enough hair to donate, but um, I don't know. I'm not really a supplements guy. I, I try to take a multivitamin every day, so does that count? A multivitamin is my favorite vitamin or supplement. What's a food you'd never eat again? Mine is kale. I'm a nanny, and the grandparents at an old work came over and made kale soup, and I checked that kid's diaper so many times because the smell of the soup was so nasty, I was sure it was the worst diaper ever. The diaper was clean. Ugh. Uh, food that I wouldn't eat again is rabbit shit. You know, I ate over 100 turds that night, and now I'm older, more mature. I realize that, you know, I could probably get sick. We have bunnies everywhere where I live now. They're more common than squirrels. So I see their little pebbles in the backyard, and I'm like, ugh. Never again, my friend. Next, what is your impression of North Carolina? Mine is positive, because I'm from here, but it is a weird mix of people and places. Um, I drove through North Carolina and South Carolina on my way back from Florida. Uh, we didn't even stop once, I don't think. So my impressions, uh, a decent highway, nice bathroom stop. Uh, we might have stopped at a bathroom. Carolina, I feel you guys kind of have that southern hospitality. Although, what did you say, you're from North Carolina? I don't know. No opinion. I think I just did an episode, uh, the Burger King one was, oh, that might have been South Carolina. Go Tar Heels. That's all I gotta say. And finally, she asks, which episode of your podcast is your favorite? 
Mine is tied between the dude squeezing all the bread at the bakery and the person pooping on the golf course for years. Those are the two I refer to when I'm recommending your podcast. Oh, thanks for recommending the podcast. Uh, My friends know I listen to a lot of true crime, murder, mystery ones, so I'm like, no, no, this one isn't like that. Dude squeezed bread and that's a crime too. And then she says, I don't know if you wanted my answers to the questions too, but you got them anyway. Have a great vacation, Caroline. Thanks for that, Caroline. And my favorite episode, I always go back to the Mad Pooper. That's the one I recommend to people. You know, when someone asks what my podcast is about and I say petty crimes, and then I always list that as an example. But is it one I feel I did very well on? Not really. It was my second episode, so I feel like I could have done that one better. It's just a strange one. You're not expecting a woman uh, to be taking dumps on people's lawns. Yes, I love the Pennsylvania Pincher, the bread squeezer. That is that is a good one. There's so many, though. Even that, oh, what was the cannibalistic castration cabin? Those men giving free castrations in their cabin out there in the mountains. That one's pretty creepy. There's the guys who plucked their uh, pubic hairs and threw them on their meals trying to get a discount or, or some free food. That one's pretty good. There's so many. I love them all. They're my babies. Okay, moving on. Emily M. is up next. What do you eat for dinner? Like a normal midweek Leroy Luna dinner. Does your wife cook? Do you cook? Do you eat fast food? What is your favorite donut? Holy crap. Okay. Yes, I cook because I have to. Uh, My wife also cooks. Neither of us are really that good. And she'll admit that. I have a lot of chicken and rice. Mashed potatoes I like. Corn on the cob I've been having a lot lately. We just got an air fryer, so I've been using that a lot. You know, we try to eat healthy with the kids, try to get salad and vegetables when they're on sale. Yeah, this is boring. Yeah, you know, typical stuff. If you got any recipes, send them over, eh? Fast food, of course I love fast food. And Friday night's treat night, I think I mentioned that before. Kids like McDonald's, Burger King. I like Wendy's, I like pretty much any place. But I try to be a little more healthier, try to get a nice sandwich these days, maybe, for that night. Plus, you know, Friday night, I like to get my drink on a little bit. And we have pizza probably once a week as well. Pizza is delicious. As for my favorite donut, I don't know, maybe a jelly. Like a powdered jelly donut. A bast and cream. I'm not a huge donut guy, but I'll eat one if it's in front of me. Thanks, Emily. Okay, the next one's from Tara Saraban, host of World's Dumbest Criminals. Shout out. And she says, has anyone you've talked about on the podcast contacted you about it? If so, did they try to tear you a new a-hole? Or were they cool? Thanks, Tara. Um, no. They haven't, unfortunately. I'm looking forward to that, if it ever happens. It depends. I'm, I'm usually not very hard on the criminals. And maybe this is a pussy-ish thing I do, but I never tag them on social media or try to find them. Maybe I could try to tag them in it or let them know I did an episode on them. Maybe I'll start doing that. But I have contacted a couple people that were victims and just let them know that I did an episode on it. Not not crazy victims. I think one guy, uh, people broke into his house somewhere in Canada. It might have been Nova Scotia. There was some flooding and people broke into his house. I was able to find him on Facebook and I just let him know. He thought it was cool. And we're friends on Facebook still. Oh, one lady, there was the episode about the guy who, I think he was 30 years old and he pretended to be 18 with special needs and he would hire nurses and he'd wear a diaper and he would shit in it and get them to change him and stuff. 
Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but somebody messaged me. Uh, they were a listener of the show, and they said they knew the guy personally, and he's actually not a bad guy, but obviously a little bit weird. And, you know, we agreed on that. And, yeah, she didn't tear me a new a-hole or anything. She was cool with me there. I think we're in the same boat there, Tara. I talked to you a bit about that before. I think, yeah, it's too bad people aren't reaching out to me and getting angry about that. I think when that starts to happen, that's when you know you're kind of mainstream and you're hitting it big. I don't know if I ever talked about this on the podcast. I, I talked about it extensively on my Patreon and on Instagram I posted a video. But the episode Sex Shop Scoundrels, the guy stole an auto blow, which is a automated blowjob machine. I think I read a couple of reviews about it, just kind of laughed about it. And a few months later, the president of the auto blow contacted me, Brian Sloan, and he was actually really cool. I was nervous at first. I was like, oh boy, the president of the auto blow? First, I thought it was someone messing with me, but it was real. And yeah, he was like, thanks for mentioning my product. You know... I could send you one free of charge if you'd like, and they're 250 bucks. And I'm embarrassed to say I was super excited for that. And yeah, I got that auto blow about a year ago. And it's a, it's a complicated relationship that we have. Let's just say I haven't really been up to the task. And also it's not portable. I got to plug it into the wall. So I'm spooning this weird, um, it's got like a mouth on it and it's kind of heavy. And it's making all these weird noises and pulsating. To be honest, it's not really that romantic. But but yeah, I got it. If anyone wants to borrow it, it's gently used. And yeah, those are the only people that really reached out to me. No angry people, I'm sorry to say. But hey, fingers crossed, you know, maybe it'll happen. And yeah, I'll, I'll start tagging people in that stuff, maybe. See what happens. Thanks, Tara. Greg says, if you were to start up another podcast, what would it cover? Um, yeah, I don't have time to start up another podcast. So I like to stay in the crime realm anyway. So if I want to mix it up, which I might do eventually, I'll just keep it on this feed. I have some ideas actually up my sleeve. So we'll see. We'll see one day. But yeah, not really interested in starting up a new podcast from scratch and having to deal with all that stuff. Like I like to keep it all in one area because already it's kind of confusing with what I do. So yeah, no other podcast in the works. Kaylee says, love the Q&A episodes. Thanks, Kaylee. Are you still thinking of doing a podcast largely devoted to reading reviews? Yeah, I said that on the last one, didn't I? And that's basically what I do over there with Jack Luna on the Patreon. I don't really have that much extra time, so I kind of cut out the regular bonus episodes. And yeah, now I have the Luna bins with my brother, which are about 45 minutes. And then we have, it's called How Bizarre, How Bizarre where we discuss bizarre businesses, and that one leads to reading a bunch of reviews as well. So I do that with my brother on the Patreon. Tegan says, if you could go back in time and punch any historical figure in the face, who and why? Oh boy. Well, I'm not really that tough. It would have to be a real jerk, you know? I'm not going to say an easy one like Hitler, although he has a very punchable face. I'd like to punch that mustache off him. Do they get to fight back? Because that really... <laughs> Because if they're fighting back, that narrows it down. I got to hit somebody smaller than me. If they're not hitting back, Kevin Spacey, maybe? I don't like him. Um, this one might be controversial. Tom Hanks. All right, wait, these aren't historical. <laughs> was... These guys are still alive. I don't care. I'm saying Tom Hanks. There's something about him. I, he rubs me the wrong way. I feel like it's going to come out one day that he's an absolute scumbag. It's just a feeling I get. 
even though they call him the everyman. He's a man of the people. And Colin Hanks. I'll slap Colin Hanks happily. Only because he blocked me on Twitter six years ago, and for some reason, <laughs> I hate him for it. Hey, you gotta have an arch nemesis, or you ain't living life the right way. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Napoleon. I'd, I'd punch his bitch ass. I'll go with Napoleon. Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Bonaparte, or whatever it is. Bonaparte. Okay, we got Mark Nelson here next, and he says, Who would want in a fight, you or Jack? I feel like we've been over this before. Maybe not on the main feed here, but 100%, I would beat Jack. He's too old now. You know, maybe when in his younger days, he was probably pretty tough, but yeah. Jack Nicholson's like 80 now, I think, so definitely I would beat his ass. <laughs> I kid, I kid. You're probably talking about my brother Jack Luna. Uh, he's He's bigger than me. He used to get in fights. He's he's a little more fiery than me. Uh, he's more experienced in the fighting. I, I'd say he'd probably win, but, you know, there's no reason for us to fight. You know, we're bros. We're bros. Honey Be Good says, will you ever bring back the extended version of Let's Get Criminal? I miss it. Oh, yes. Sometimes I add an extra verse in there, don't I? I have to really be in the mood for singing, though, to do that. Okay, I'll... I'll bring in the extra verse there one day, you know. And yeah, I don't think I got to worry about Olivia Newton-John anymore. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, she passed away like last, almost exactly a year ago, I think. I just mentioned her at one point and then I just saw that she she died like that day. It's crazy. Michelle says, Leroy, are you still in the closet? You know it, girl. And I will remain in this closet for all of eternity. I think I gotta upgrade at least, though. I'm still on this squatty potty or whatever this thing is, this little plastic thing. And it's hurting my back. A little peek behind the curtain here. I just recorded episode 110, and now I'm doing this. I'm kind of just doing them back to back, and I gotta try to edit them today because uh, this is the 28th that I'm recording this. And tomorrow, I'm leaving on vacation. So I gotta bang these two out, edit them. Mow the lawn, pack my bags, you know, get some sleep. So it's a big day today. And yeah, what am I talking about? What was your question? Am I still in the closet? Yeah, I think I'll always stay in there, even no matter how successful I get. Always in the closet. But I got to upgrade this this seat, you know, get something more cushiony. Nice chair so I can just chill. Because yeah, it's getting hard on me back in here. We got a question from Sass on Skates. Uh, they just got this one in this morning, you know, just a couple hours ago, so... Got there just at the buzzer. Uh, my question would be, well, two questions. Unsure if you have answered this in the past, but what's your favorite episode that you have done so far? Favorite episode, like the one I think I did the best on? I did enjoy the one with Edwin Toberta. And the, he was the guy who made love to those pool inflatables. And then there was also the woman who was marrying her chandelier, Lou Lumiere. <laughs> that lady's pretty whack. That would be a great interview, you know, if I were ever to interview someone. Uh, there's probably some mel mental illness in there, wouldn't you say? If you're marrying your chandelier, I don't know. But she sounds like she'd be pretty interesting, you know, if I maneuvered with the proper questions. I think that would be a great interview. Oh, you had a second question there. What's your favorite TV show, if you watch? A series on any subscription service. Yeah, I'm pretty boring these days. I really only have Netflix. We have other stuff at home, but I, I download stuff on Netflix, and that's mostly when I have time is at work to watch stuff. I just finished Animal Kingdom. That was a good show about this crime family in Oceanside, I think, California. That was cool. I watched Top Boy. That's sort of like a gangster show from somewhere in the UK there. 
think they got another season coming near the end of this year. Yeah, so I like that one. I just finished up Better Call Saul, the final season there. That was one of my favorites. I mostly watch movies, but I do kind of like the series that are out there. Peaky Blinders, that was one of my favorites. I finally finished that. It got a little over my head near the end the last couple seasons, but yeah, that was a really good show. Seinfeld, probably my all-time favorite. The Office, I kind of like grew up with sitcoms like that, Married with Children, those those were all really good. But ones like that, I will kind of watch more dramatic type shows now. Dexter, Breaking Bad. Stuff like that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, next we got my main man, Vinny. And this guy sends me so many stories, I'm starting to wonder if he's committing some of these crimes himself. Vinny says, congratulations on another year. It's not easy being a lone podcaster, and you're doing a fantastic job. Thanks for noticing, pal. Two questions. If you and your buddies were taking the minivan on a fun road trip and had room for two more people, which two characters from any of the stories you've covered would you like to tag along? Ooh. That's a good one. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you who I'm not bringing, and that is the Mad Pooper, because she's nasty. There was episode 45, full of baloney. There was a guy that was dropping off baloney uh, covered in piss in plastic bags at people's doorsteps. That guy creeps me out. He's not coming. Episode 44 was the manure masturbator. That guy, uh, you know, the title speaks for itself. He was always masturbating with manure. So he's out. I like the sneaky shopper. That was episode 37. This guy snuck into a supermarket after hours. He was climbing around in the rafters and stuff. So, you know, he could get us into good places or potentially get us out of them, too. So I guess I'll go with that guy. I like the guy from Open for Business, uh, episode 108. I like Bank Robin Bonnie because I feel like she'd have a lot of stories to tell, you know? Plus, we'd hit up a few banks, get some cash. And as a bonus, get me that squirrel. You know the squirrel that was uh, sneaking into the convenience store and stealing chocolate bars? So he can get us free snacks. So three thieves, I guess. Bank robbing Bonnie. So we got an old chick. Uh, We got a squirrel who steals chocolate bars. And we got a guy with some skills that can get us in and out of places like supermarkets and climb around those rafters. So yeah, I think those are some pretty good choices. I like that question, Vinny. Okay, we got one more from Vinny. And he says origin stories are having a moment of being turned into movies. Example, Oppenheimer and Barbie. Yo, Vinny, you didn't see me waiting in line for that Barbie movie, did (laughs) you? Wearing my pink leather jacket, hair slicked back. Okay, he goes on to say here, If Excuse Me That's Illegal was adapted for the screen, the big screen, what actor would you want to play the part of Leroy Luna? Oh man, another great question. 
So if it was my origin story, does that mean, you know, it's starting from when I'm a youngster, it's going to show my whole life like a biography? I feel a lot of people uh, think about this, right? If there was going to be a a biography about your life, like who would you want to to play you? Ideally, Brad Pitt or, or someone hot, but I know that wouldn't happen for me. I'd have to have my brother in there too, since he he's the one that got me into this. So, you know, if it's showing us as kids to start off, I would like Macaulay Culkin to play me. You know, obviously these timelines are a little messed up, but, um, you know, a 1990 Macaulay Culkin when he was eight years old. And uh, maybe Corey Feldman would play Jack Luna. Maybe the 1986 Corey Feldman from, from Stand By Me or Goonies, whenever Goonies was around. I feel like that was around the same time. Then as we get older, if you're using a couple brothers, maybe James Franco uh, could be Jack Luna and Dave Franco could be myself. Yeah, I don't really want to use those guys, though. Uh, my favorite actor of all time is Steve Buscemi. You know, loved him as Mr. Pink in Reservoir Dogs. Loved him in the movie Fargo with the wood chipper. Con Air. Uh, Airheads, one of my favorite movies. Uh, him and Adam Sandler must be good buddies because I like him in the Adam Sandler movies. He's pretty funny there. Billy Madison comes to mind, you know, when he's putting the lipstick around his mouth, when he scratches him off the list of people to kill. And I think Buscemi's a handsome guy. You know, not in the classical sense, but I think he's handsome and people don't realize it. Kind of like myself. Buscemi was also a firefighter in his early days. He even, uh, he suited back up there at 9-11. So, uh, yeah, he's a brave dude and I'd be honored to have him play me. You know, when he was around 40 years old, when he's around my age, probably the Reservoir Dogs time, or a bit later. He's also in The Sopranos. That's one of my favorite shows, too. Tony Blundetto he played. So, yeah, that was a cool season when he was in there. So, Steve Buscemi as me, as an adult right now, and, oh, geez, who would we get for Jack? Maybe Johnny Depp? I'm thinking Johnny Depp around the, um, when he played Hunter S. Thompson, you know, the, the fear and loathing days. Or the Edward Scissorhands type days. Dark hair, kind of pale, gothy. Yeah, let's go with that. Or if we want to pick a couple Canadians, um, I would like Tom Green to play myself and Norm MacDonald to play Jack. Jack. That would be a weird combo. But yeah, we could do that. Hey, Vinny, I'll even get a young Joe Pesci to uh, play you (laughs) if you make an appearance. And my pal Esther from Once Upon a Crime, if she wants to make a cameo, we, we could get uh, Marissa Tomei to play her. Oh, man, I could think about that one all day. That, yeah, that's a that's a good one, Vinny. Oh, Jack could also be, you know, Daniel Stern, the guy that played Marv, the, the taller guy from Home Alone? One of the, the, the wet bandits? <laughs> yeah, that would be a good one for Jack, too. Uh, all right, I just got time for a couple more, and then we'll get out of here. Next, we have Hannah with a couple questions. She says, hey, Leroy, have a good vacation. What's your favorite story you couldn't work into an episode for a lack of information? Yeah, I like that. I like that. In the beginning, I I was just doing one story per episode. And then I was like, man, there's so many of these good stories, but there's no way I can make it. It would only be like 10 minutes long if I did that. And then I started to get the idea, okay, well. This one has something to do with baloney, so let me see if I can find another story with baloney. Or I just try to find two common themes between the, the stories and link them together. Sometimes I do two or three. So nothing is really too short. Although there's one, I did a TikTok on it, but it's, sometimes there is like a lack of information. This guy got caught, but it never said his name. It's from a foreign country. There's just not really enough details. And I'll actually uh, read you the article. From the Times of Israel, 
So the headline says, Ex-Con Holds Up Two Banks Armed with an Avocado. And I did this story on a TikTok, uh, if anyone saw that TikTok. Only a few hundred saw that one, I think. A 47-year-old resident of southern Israel is facing charges of aggravated robbery after successfully stealing nearly $8,300 from two Beersheba banks last month using an avocado. The man, a resident of a Bedouin village near the southern metropolis, entered a postal bank branch at the big Beersheba shopping mall in mid-May and handed the cashier a misspelled note demanding she hand over the cash at the counter. Hand over the money in the drawer, the note read, but misspelled the Hebrew word for drawer, according to a report Thursday on Channel 12 Television News. When the cashier appeared to hesitate, the robber spoke for the first time, saying, Put the money in the bag quickly, or I'll throw this grenade. Five days later, the same man walked into another branch of the postal bank at the Oren Center shopping area in the southern city and repeated his previous method, brandishing a blackened avocado and threatening to blow up the place. He left the bank with another $3,300 in cash. Overhead security cameras provided few clues to the man's identity as he took care in both robberies to wear hats that covered his face as well as sunglasses and in one case an eye patch. Arr, matey. But police tracked cell phone locations during the times of the robberies and followed several leads before finding the suspect who turned out to have a criminal record, including once serving a three-year prison term for robbery. And yeah, that's the extent of the details doesn't say you know how long he went to jail for or what he was charged with what his name was i mean i guess i could still slip that one in somewhere because it's interesting i'd probably have to get another story with an avocado or just another weird bank robbery involving a fruit like a banana probably avocados do look like grenades though don't they you know the blackened you know when it's just a little overripe i thought he might put some stripes you know with black marker on it to look like a grenade he just bites the little stem off the end and he's ready to throw it. That takes some commitment, just showing up with an avocado in your hand. <laughs> Holy guacamole. So yeah, that's one that I never covered, that I wanted to. And next, Hannah says, If you could podcast full-time, do you think you'd ever pursue interviews or whatnot on these underreported stories? I'm just not very good with technology for the interview style. Eventually I might want to, but... Yeah, I'm not smart enough, tech-savvy enough, and I really don't have the time to do that kind of thing now. Oh, and I have another final question from Diane. Uh, she's really supportive. Hey, Diane. Um, and I'll kind of link these two together. She says, I guess my only question is, how do you find the time to consistently put out an award-winning podcast? Haven't won any awards, ever. But thank you. Work a full-time job and have a family and make it all look so easy. Well, that's through the power of editing and only showing you my triumphs. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's tough. Uh, the key is uh, I'm a terrible employee. I do the bare minimum, just enough to uh, not get fired. So that makes it kind of easy. And my wife is, uh, I probably don't tell her enough, but she's very good with the kids. I'm almost kind of whispering her right now in case she overhears it. I don't want her here <laughs> hearing that. No, but she's really good. She gives me extra time to work on the podcast and get some sleep. So that makes it easy. But yeah, it's hard. Last year when I did this two-year anniversary, I, I said I was going to try and do more episodes, make this a weekly thing or even more. Yeah, I think uh, I lost it, but somebody else asked me if I'm any closer to those goals. And to be honest, I'm actually a little bit further away. 
I actually have less listeners this year than I did last year. My peak was one year in, and now that I'm three years in, I actually have a little bit less than I had it at one year. I don't know. That's tough, and that's my fault. There's so much to this, though. Like, I'm kind of drained, and I'm really not good with the social media and marketing myself. I, I really have to get myself out there, and, you know, word of mouth is the way these things go. I don't have a marketing team. I don't have a budget for marketing, so... Really, I just have to get out there and build up my brand and get people talking about me. And that's something I'm really going to try to do this year. Because if I don't, and I'm down even less, you know, I um, I had 115 patrons at this point last year too. Now I have 100, so I'm down, <laughs> I'm down 15. So yeah, it's, it's uh, going down a bit. And I still have people reaching out to me all the time saying, oh, I just found out about the podcast and that's cool. But I guess people come and go, you know, that happens, so... This is kind of a do or die uh, year for me. I'm not going to do anything dramatic. It's weird because one of my favorite podcasts, True Crime Guys, uh, Lauren, he was the host and my buddy Michael, the co-host. And yeah, I've been listening to those guys forever, like every single week. And about six months ago, Lauren just out of nowhere, he was like, yeah, this is going to be my last episode. Uh, He has two kids just like myself and he said he's not ready to take the plunge into doing podcasting full time like he's got his career and he just doesn't have enough time for his kids and stuff like that and that one really that actually hit me hard when he said that because I'm sort of in the same boat nothing as dramatic but I feel like this year uh, something's got to give because originally I thought hey I could do this so I could be at home more with my kids I could be my own boss and this is going to be awesome you know. And it was progressing well in the beginning, but now it's going down. And it's at the point where I got to just face the facts. Like, is this just going to be a fun hobby or can this actually be a job for me? And only time will tell this year because I'm going to really try to make some moves. But if it goes down again this year, I just have to realize that this is just a hobby and that's cool. You know, I'm not going to leave, but I might, you know, kind of taper down to maybe two episodes a month and not really quite worry about the deadlines as much and just, you know, spend more time with my kids like I meant to do. But hopefully something's going to pop for me. You know, I'm going to try my best. And if I see it progressing, then I'm just going to go full speed ahead on it. So yeah, it's a bit of a do or die year for me. I'm taking the two weeks off uh, on vacation and I want to come back refreshed and I'm going to start going hard. You're going to see me out there. So it'd be nice if you could retweet my uh, my stuff or, uh, you know, comment on my videos. <laughs> so they go viral. I don't know how it works. It's brutal having to do all this stuff when really I just want to kind of create. But yeah, I, I do have to get out there more. I want to be more present in the private Facebook group and be quicker at answering your emails and stuff. Sometimes, you know, I just ignore that stuff. I'm not used to it. And then your messages get lost in the mix. I do I do my best to read them all, but sometimes I don't respond. I forget to respond. And then, yeah, so I'm going to make a lot better better effort in those ways. And, and we'll see what happens. I got a whole year. I'm going to pull out some Hail Marys. We'll see. Because, yeah, I don't want to give up on this thing. It really is fun, but there's only so much time. Time in the day, you know what I'm saying? I feel like this is a good product, though. It's just the people don't know about it. They just don't know about it. And I just got to grab people's attention and funnel them over to the podcast, and then we're good to go, baby. But yeah, don't worry. I'm not I'm not going to leave or anything like that. But yeah, it, yeah, when Lauren did that, it just, yeah, it really hit home with me. And, you know, I, I wish him the best. Obviously, he's probably not listening. I hope he doesn't have any regrets or anything. I don't, I just, you know, see where he's coming from, and it just kind of reminded me of, like, when I got into it, what my goals were. So yeah, I got to get reinvigorated 
and uh, get after it. Uh, that's that's kind of a downer note I'm ending on here. Don't worry, I'm not going to quit on you guys. Yeah, I just got to try to start making things happen. And then and that's on me to figure that out. Okay, let's get one more question in here so we don't have to leave on such a downer note. I got one from Esther, actually, of Once Upon a Crime fame. And she says, oh, I hope you guys can't hear my stomach gurgling. I had some coffee earlier today and it's uh, too cream and too sugar. It's not reacting well with me. Maybe spending half the day getting rid of stomach gurgles and, and other sounds. <laughs> okay, Esther says, what are your views on manscaping? Well, thanks for that question there, Esther. Uh, I'm a full bush guy myself. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kind of lazy, but yeah, I, I like to trim it up down there. I, I shave it not right close to the skin. You know, I, I like to keep a bit of st- stubble there. <laughs> so I'm not looking like a like a young boy. But uh, yeah, I feel it's important to kind of maintain that bush. You don't want to get in too long. I, I'd really love to do a manscaping. What's it called? Manscaped? The, those commercials, I've heard other people do them, and uh, they, it sounds like they just give you the freedom to kind of joke around a lot. So I might have to reach out to that company and uh, manscape. You know, I'll get that, that ball shaver and all, all those other things. You know, I can get a lightning bolt down there, and yeah, I think that'd be pretty neat. Thanks for making me divulge that information there, Esther. Oh, man. Okay, on that note, I think I gotta get out of here, okay? Thank you for celebrating three years with me, guys. Uh, here's to uh, at least three more, okay? 30 more. It's something I want to keep going, and, you know, the crimes aren't fizzling out anytime soon, so I got a lot more to cover. All right, and we are back. Is that what I'm going to say here? I don't know. The car screeched to a halt. That's what I'm usually saying. That's a wrap on the three-year anniversary not-so-special. Thanks for hanging out with me, guys. And I'll see you in another 10 days with a regularly scheduled episode, the regular style you've grown accustomed to. A big hearty helping of that, alrighty? Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.